Staying busy, George, just so we don't have to think about thinking. We're back. We're back, everybody. Hello. Episode 14. 1-4. Amy Winehouse is back to black. We are, this is our second uh, Lovely Ladies edition. Second Lovely Ladies. First one was uh, beautiful and wonderful and talented Cat Power, uh, episode 6 or 7 or 8 or 9. Yep. And... I guess any musicians troubled in their own way, but to another uh, troubled, troubled damsel in distress. Yeah, troubled soul. One um, that actually is no longer with us. Um, but before she left planet Earth, she left us with, I personally think, one of the best albums of uh, the millennium. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this... We're doing, like you said, Amy Winehouse back second to black, album. second album, her second and final album. Uh, it was released in 2006, and uh, Miss Winehouse passed away in 2011. Yep, just uh, a week ago, July 23rd, 2011, we were out camping. Yeah, just, Kern River. Yeah, and uh, you know, when you're going out camping, you don't really get any uh, any cell phone service, and there was like a little pocket that came out while we were out, and... I think it was like Huffington Post or one of those like news things just popped up and like Amy Winehouse dead. And we were in the middle of like, you know, just getting loose out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I, I took it. <laughs> took it hard. I took it personal. <laughs> Charlie uh, proceeded to get uh, Charlie Black and, uh, and you know, in, in, in Amy Winehouse. I just is, wouldn't uh, stop playing the music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to remind everybody that. Uh, <coughs> Uh, the great Amy Winehouse is gone, uh, but anyways, we will we are gonna be talking about her her while she was still alive stuff that she did um, while she was alive. We're not talking uh, about a dead person here. We're talking no. about a, a, a an immortal, an immortal as far as I'm concerned. This is when she gave her uh, her grand statement. She uh, she had one album before called Frank, and it's it's good. It's it's like a. It's her jazz roots. That's where she comes from, and she throws a lot of that in here. But this mm-hmm. is a lot more rock, pop, soul, R and B oriented. The yeah. first album's more just straight up jazz. Yeah, her. Uh, she comes from a big jazz family. Yeah. From, uh, they're from. She's she was born in uh, Northern England or Northern uh, London, and I think all like ten or a big handful of her uncles, uncles? on her mom's side were all jazz musicians. Jazz, yeah, powerful jazz musicians. So she started, you know. When you you're eight, you grow up in a household like that, you're gonna you're gonna pick up some stuff. There's just music, and especially jazz musicians, because they're just obsessive, and there's just yeah. probably instruments all around. Yeah. And her grandma Cynthia dated the jazz saxophonist Ronnie Scott, who was mm. pretty big. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, she's just soaked in jazz music. Yeah, and even at her, at an early age, she you know she got into dance classes and music and stuff like that from a, from really early age. So. You know, it's clear that, like, this girl, you know, she might be young, but she has, there's obviously talent, uh, talent born in her. And there wasn't really, 
you watch the documentary she you know she says stuff like i could have been a baker or could have just been a housewife yeah but other than that there was really this is where this was gonna go mm-hmm. and if there wasn't if it didn't work out whatever she was going all the way for this yeah, yeah. the documentary you're referring to is amy yep yeah, I guess there's a number of them out there. Yeah, I think it's just called Amy, the one you were referring to, right? Yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of not, not the official one, but it's a really good documentary. Just it's not even about an album; it's just her from. There's a lot of good like home, home video footage mm-hmm. of her just growing up. Tells the the whole story of her blowing up, her drug addiction, and then eventually her passing away. But it's it's really well done. You know, it's kind of sad, but it's it's also really nice to see like the other side of this instead of just the drug addict part yeah. which is overblown yeah. it was just a little part of her and, life and I think any anytime you talk to someone or you bring up Amy, Amy Winehouse in just conversation people who don't really know automatically automatically seems that always go oh that druggie or all that, dr- yeah. that like a lot of people I've talked to who don't really know her music that's what the first thing they say yeah. it's because she you know she was in the, this was in the not the beginning, you know. She died five years ago, so TMZ and but and, the, that and, whole drug and, part was two thousand eight, two thousand seven, yeah. which was the yeah peak of that. TMZ and all that stuff was was uh, on TV, and she was dating you know Pete Doherty, yeah, um, uh, yeah. from the Libertines for that time too. So and they were just an explosive, uh, troublesome and duo there too. And she had you know she had her own. Uh, her own issues in, in, in live performances, especially on the Back to Black tour. and, and Very she just cat power-ish. Kind of, yeah, very cat power in the fact that she would just kind of, uh, if she didn't like the crowd or she didn't care, she would a lot of times just leave and cuss, you know, leave the leave the show in the middle of it, play a yeah. couple songs, like, I don't feel like this, this is bullshit, I'm out yeah. of here. So she, she definitely gained herself in her notoriety for her for her live performances. Yeah, well, and, and also she was... At that ridiculous peak after this album just blew the fuck up. Yeah. It it was it's just one of those weird moments where it's, and anyone who's been through it, they'll they'll tell you it's either you you break or you build up a wall and you just figure out how to survive in that and obviously she she is very vulnerable and she went down that, that path of uh, letting it kind of get to her to her head. Um, but also, if you watch the the documentary, a lot of the touring was very forced upon her. Yeah, uh, her the, dad and her management. Yeah, the the record label. She, they, she was a. They they were trying to make her a packaged pop star like they do many yeah. many other many other bands. She was pop, not that. She, she was not that. She has the. Um, the sex appeal, the talent, the voice of someone who could oh, yeah. very easily do that. Oh yeah, easily. But she's a badass bitch, and she didn't. She really didn't want any. She any wrote her own shit. Yeah, wrote her own shit, and and um, and it, it's sometimes hard as a man to, for a lot of music uh, done by women lyrically. It's okay. Well, you're talking about you know, not girl problems, but yeah, for lack of a better term, you're talking about girl shit. Amy Winehouse, and she will. She does talk about her own personal like relationship stuff with the you know boy problems and whatnot. Yeah. But I, I feel like Amy Winehouse, this Back to Black, is a such a universal yeah. album just as a whole. Um, there, there's uh, there's a great quote. Okay, so maybe I think we're maybe skipping ahead here. We're getting but excited. You, we're yeah, getting excited. You said, like you said, her first album, Frank, was a very jazz oriented. Um, yep. Uh, just. Not standards, but it's style, style, jazz style thing. Yeah. yeah, if you don't really like jazz, I don't know how much. Not, not that it's not like 
freestyle jazz at all. It's yeah. still pop. Yeah. But it's very in that it's not huge choruses like she has in this. Yeah, and stuff and if, like you, that. if you compare the two, you'll you, you'll understand what, what, yeah. we're, what we're getting at here. Um, but after that, after uh, Frank, she she wanted to kind of change her style up a little bit. And she got super influenced by like the the doo wop girl groups of uh, huge, yeah, nineteen fifties and sixties. Um, and and she knew she was gonna make another album, and she hired a famous New York singer. Uh, Sharon Jones's band, the Dap Kings, to be her backing band yep. for uh, for recording, the tour, yeah. uh, everything. And these guys, uh, I like, did some research, some research on them, and it's one of those like revolving door bands, but just players. It was like, okay, then they're just funk, soul, R and B yeah. style shit. They're not going for writing pop records or, or making big, you know, making a lot of money. They just they play music live yeah. all the time yeah session That's, guys yeah. and it's, it's horns it's guitars it's drum, like drums bass you know kind of the basic R&B style shit some organ yeah. or, uh, organ coming in and out um but yeah so she that's what she was gonna write this R&B 50s 60s R&B doo-wop yeah style uh style music and she and in that it's uh it's kind of a timeless a timeless record yeah and and i i this this album specifically is an album i feel like there is no bad time to play any of the songs on here yeah you can you play it at a party at a party you can play it by yourself crying yeah you can play it out in the woods i don't know you could yeah it's it's really set that standard that it's a agreeable to any situation which is really hard yeah some of, some of my favorite albums are the ones i could listen to by myself and that's it yeah you, you, you know, don't you never throw it on at a party no yeah, this like, one you definitely could even yeah. the slow jams they're kind of like they're almost like slow songs where you could slow dance mm-hmm. with someone but you just have them they're not they're not gonna offend anybody they're uh-huh. not gonna you know like if you if you can't even appreciate amy winehouse's music then i think you just don't like like music <laughs> overall general uh, just oh, maybe because it's just like what there's literally nothing in there that I, you can be like ah, i don't really care for i don't really care for like a nice beat yeah and like a, a horns or I yeah don't know. just I, funky I, I really don't see how you can you can find any musical complaints with uh and just an amazing singer music. yeah uh, yeah uh yeah we haven't even haven't even started talking about that amy winehouse um it's got one of those timeless legendary voices where and again it sounds like it could be from any era yeah but she has just a swagger about the way she talks and you know when she talks in uh, in interviews and stuff like that she's super british um, yeah it's one of those phenomenons that yeah, we talked about and before. when you hear i don't hear a british accent in the in 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 the slightest no um every once in a while she'll throw it in just to do it just yeah. to remind you probably i'm yeah. british uh-huh like, just a little turn of phrase or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, the first album, she worked with a guy named uh, Salami. Uh, Salami. Uh, Salam so Remy. racist. <laughs> Salam uh, Remy. If you if you take the, the last first three letters in his, in his last name, it's Salami. They call him Salami. Yeah, we'll, we'll be referring to him as Salami uh, throughout the podcast. Salam Remy uh, produced most of the of Frank. And he also was part of, of this record with Mark Ronson, yep. um, who, if you guys know, Mark Ronson's kind of just worked with everybody at this point. And, this, uh, and so is Salam Remy, like both of them, just yeah. guys who were with Nas, Lauren Hill, yep. Missy Elliott, a bunch of other, of, of other uh, powerful entertainers. 
Um, well, Mark Ronson will even say, I mean, he was, he, and he would have done well no matter what. He's a ridiculous talent guy, but he was like, Amy Winehouse got me everything. This album yeah. was my, everything opened up after this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he deserves it. I mean, the, the compositions he puts together for her songs are just... Yeah, the, it's, the, it's he almost, wrote the classics. And what makes this album so great, and, and and it's very, I feel like it's it would be very rare to have something like this. But you hear the difference is it's it's almost split down 50-50 between yep. Salam songs yeah. and and Mark Ronson songs. Yep. It's but you but you can hear the production in in who did what. Yeah. And there's that they complements they complement each other so well. Where Mark Ronson has. A lot more horns and and kind of like hip hop uh, beats. No, I would say Salam has a lot more of the hip hop influence. Oh, really? Yeah, Mark Ronson I feel like has a lot more of like the doo wop, uh, like the doo wop uh, funk kind of okay. section. Yeah. And I feel like Salam definitely has the more hip hop driven um, themes, and it's yeah. not just like oh, this is a hip hop song. Yeah. But it's like, like even the I doo-wop. guess I got stuck on you know I'm no good and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they they just. Uh, they have they have a great dynamic where the two songs and, and definitely the the uh, and definitely the track listing in the in the, in the album is kind of it is it's, it's, it's staggered it, it goes one one two one two one one yeah, it's yeah. never like three or four uh, not that that album's that long but yeah. but it, it, it's it's great and I think that's a, it's a very rare thing where you'd have two I don't know, three whatever different different uh, producers heads getting together here and yeah. putting putting something a cohesive piece of art together yeah um, but they they absolutely did that yeah and and Mark Ronson and Amy Winehouse are one of those those pairings that we've talked about mm-hmm. that just they happen for whatever reason just because they're in music and that it just happens like that but yeah. their their pairing was and again not to put down Salam Remy or Salami but I don't know without Mark Ronson if that album would have gone to the yeah. this next level uh-huh. and not just because he wrote I mean Rehab is the reason why this is on the international map and then other songs too but I mean he did kind of write the the bigger songs oh yeah he did you know I'm no good Rehab and Back to Black those are the ones that are the big ones. global yeah so I think, I think Mark Ronson can't, can't can't be part of something that's not uh, extremely popular and extremely uh, you know you yeah, know, he's universal a lot of way. Like this, yeah. that uptown funk song, and like yeah, he wants to write a, worldwide gems. Yeah, and yeah. he absolutely does. And I don't think he does it in a way where it's cheapened. Or, no, no, no. All of his songs are jams. That uptown yeah. funk song is as a top four, as much of a top forty song that is. Yeah, that song is a fucking jam. It is. Um, I've seen Mark Ronson. I, he was he was opening for that band Mike Snow. I saw him at the. Uh, now defunct Club Nokia in, in, in downtown LA. And he, his band was opening, and I don't, just, I don't know any of these songs, but so they had good. a great sense of style. Yeah. And uh, just the the band itself, horns and keyboards, yeah. and, and, and uh, just everything. Where they, he definitely has a big band like Frank Sinatra vibe in, in a certain way, where not not the loungy singing kind of thing, but just the big band. He's got the live band yeah. thing that n- n- a lot of people don't have in that kind of that realm or they'll use cheaper instruments maybe they'll use keyboards for some of the horns and stuff everything's live with him yeah and i don't think he he wants to well the thing that's weird too is amy brought in the idea of the 60s doo-wop you know uh girl singers and he wasn't that well uh he didn't know that much about that music Uh but he just listened to just enough that i think it gives him that thing where this this music does 
you, you could put it in that same time frame and still think it's from there or you can realize it's a little more current but it's it's that him not being so indulged in that music that he's mm-hmm. copying it exactly yeah he just knows a little bit like okay they they add a lot of reverb onto the snare i'll do that so there's little parts of it but i i i, I don't see this as just you put it right back in 1964 and, and it would be there and it would fit right no there's a uh, great quote about that um it was basically it was basically like uh mark ronson and amy winehouse did what they did in this album is they they took a lot of influences from a lot of different places but you can never pinpoint it being like yeah they took sam cook yeah. or they took Edda james or they took sarah vaughn yeah but it's it's, it's, it's all there. reminiscent of it yeah yeah the ronettes dinah washington and then the whole the stu- the production is very um, Phil Spector, Wall of Sound, mm-hmm. and that's what I love about the album, and that's why I think you can put it on at parties. It's just, it's just got this huge sound to it, this fullness yeah. to it, but it's rich. I mean, I think this album would be a great vinyl album. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think it would just have that thick. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I own it on vinyl. Well, there you go. And it's 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 one of my favorites just to play. Uh, and what we were saying, I, we are talking about like this this album as it is like a '50s and '60s pop, uh, you know, R&B record. But the lyrical contents of it is very much not yeah. what the standard. Well, that uh, makes it Amy Winehouse. It, yeah, Amy Winehouse made it Amy Winehouse. There's a quote by uh, uh, some writer, Chris, uh, Christian Wilkane. He said the, that it had the sensibilities of 60s uh, pop and soul, but they're contradicted by Winehouse's blunt lyrics, and felt that this particular marriage of works and music mirrors the bittersweet dichotomy that sometimes frames real relationships. Yeah, it's like yeah, there's a definite marriage between the old and the new here. Yeah, there's a romantic part of it, uh-huh. but there's also the day-to-day like fucking tired of you taking a shit and smelling up the bathroom, uh-huh. and like you don't bring that up in a song. It's supposed yeah, yeah. to just be all about roses. That's not what this music's about. Yeah, you know, this is a different thing. But yeah, definitely did a great. Uh, um, well, you Com- know, combination of, of new and old. Yeah, you know what I love about it too is, and I, she said it. I didn't write it down, but she said it in the documentary. Something about she'll write these. I mean, some of these songs are dark and heartbreaking, but she'll always write she, like she's funny. Mm-hmm. She writes f- some funny, hilarious lines mm-hmm. in there, and she'll always write something just enough to just to throw it off a little bit, just to lighten it up for a take, second take before, before she bit. dives you back into yeah. her utter blackness. Her darkness. Um, but, and that it's really nice to hear. And I think that's another universal part of it is it, it it's dark in this way that's not, I, I guess it's it's those it's the beats underneath. It's the horns that kind of bring everything up the whole time. Even if she is singing about going into blackness, you yeah. know, there's something really, uh, a, a big sound there that, that I think... Uh, it kind of it kind of plays a not a, a an audio illusion instead of an optical illusion. Yeah. It's like, um, like what am I singing about? Yeah. And what we were kind of talking about the Tool record, where it's like the 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 what the person singing doesn't always have to match the music. It's yeah. it's about you know the overall feel. The feel of it. And Amy Winehouse definitely got people not tricked, but it's like oh this is like a nice like like or Copacabana type thing. That's like yeah. you know, it's about like being a, uh, a ch- heavy cheat. alcoholic or like yeah, yeah. being a cheater or whatever yeah um and great yeah. i love i love the darkness and it's the real and it's, she, it's real and the singing too she never a lot of especially the pop what they wanted her to be yeah i'm sure they would now it's the click and drag where you just like that was a perfect chorus you sang that perfect we're gonna copy that three times and that's the chorus mm-hmm. 
I, I, these are all like live takes. Yeah. So everything, she never sings it exactly the same time like a jazz singer. She's always a little behind or a little little before the beat. Yeah. You know, she's not exactly riding the wave. She's always, and so if you see the live performances, they're never the same as the album. So, and I think that part of, besides her being wasted on stage sometimes, is that she just doesn't sing the songs the way you want to hear them on the record, which a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. That's jazz musician yeah. again. And that's what she was at the end of the day. Even Tony Bennett said, out of all the singers that have come out lately, she's, I got a booger in my nose. Uh, she's the true. It's a good thing this is an audio podcast. I know, right? no one knows it. I'm getting in there. <laughs> Just um, I have to see you picking your nose for thirty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> she, he, he put her as the the true, and they did the last song she ever did was Body and Soul with him, with Tony, with Tony Bennett. Bennett, and said that she was just a natural, or just one of the most natural jazz singers out there. And you'll hear that on this album where she just does these little things that most other girl singers wouldn't do or be too afraid to do mm-hmm. they and, want to get it perfect yeah and don't get it mistaken that we're you know we're talking about her being a drunk and all that stuff but she was like a perfectionist like a professional perfectionist yeah. when it came to her music yeah like did it you was see- not it was not she was not just like oh yeah like cool i'll come and do whatever you want to no. do like no I'll just sing right here it's like there was there was meticulous yeah you fix it up later yeah yeah no it was like no we're gonna get this shit fucking right we're yeah gonna get it right and it- music shows it's funny they said that on the tony bennett on that song i don't know if you saw that oh yeah it was on the end of the amy documentary Uh is that she was like not happy with the take and tony bennett's like that was great she's like no we need it like we need it better i I can't let you down Mm -hmm. he's like well i don't want to let you down it's like you're the gene you're the one i'm i I don't yeah Yeah. (laughs) i have to impress you i have to make it good for you yeah she just had that utter respect for uh for music and didn't want to fuck it over like Mm -hmm. some people seem to not care about anymore no, it's just music. Ooh. Who cares if it's shitty? Yeah. And she was very uh, vocal about her opinions about music, and I love that. Just and not just shitting on shitting on music, just to shit on it, but calling out the the the, the whack. Mm-hmm. Just because it's popular or, or fun. If it's bullshit, it's bullshit. Yeah, and I I, I she does a lot of things that I, I just love. Where she she's not a fake person she's not a faker she let she put herself out on the out to the world um, that could be very dangerous her, yeah and I ended up uh, I mean I wouldn't say that uh, you know that fame killed her her own I think uh, her own demons her own yeah. problems did that but they were uh, already there but they, yeah. but they got exposed mm-hmm. and in the light and, mm-hmm. and 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 so yeah I guess we can get into that because you kind of have to tell her story for this album yeah. Um, and, and quickly, yeah. So she was in band. She was in Sweet and Sour, which was a rap group. A little like high school rap group. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, she bought her guitar at 14, started writing songs right immediately after. So she was just, like we said, she was just addicted and mm-hmm. this is what she was going to do. She's also in a singing group called the Bolster Band. Mm-hmm. Holy Jew, huh? Yeah. Bolster Band. <laughs> um, Holy Jew. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, yeah. She's, she's a very Jewish. Uh, very Jewish. Very uh, Jewish. But, Jewish but not like when you like, listen to interviews. Yeah. No, 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 no. But, no just, but, her, but her family was uh, hardcore Russian and Polish immigrant, uh, Jew, Russian Jews and Polish Jews uh, immigrants, and uh, her dad was like a, a window driver. window pane installer and a taxi, taxi driver. driver. And her mom was uh, uh, well, her mom was a uh, what's it called a, a pharmacist. Yeah, and they got so, a divorce, right? I uh, think that was kind of the that that cliche story. The there was a divorce there, and that kind of threw her off where she kind of hid in her music, her pain. Yeah. Um, so she was like, nine, she was nine or ten years old at that time. So. Yeah, and 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 that was another thing that she kind of got across in the in the documentary is, um, 
basically she started becoming a child, a troubled child. Yeah, but there. but but more like she writes songs. When it's kind of the she didn't say it like this, but it's more. I don't write songs when I'm in a good place. I don't need to write songs. Uh-huh. I write them when I don't know how to express myself other ways. Yeah. And that's kind of where this where this music is. It's not like she was in this all the time. It's just she didn't know how else to get this outlet. There was no other way to get this out besides music. Yeah, and that's what you hear in her, in her songs where there are they are prop they are a broken person or they are a hurt yeah. person or yeah. an angry person or yeah. heartbroken person, whatever. There's no like I'm feeling great walking on sunshine. No. And don't it feel good? It's not an Amy Winehouse style song. There's even songs where she's like, I want to go out tonight, but I'm pissed you didn't bring me out tonight. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's more like just direct anger at people mm-hmm. for not... I, we could have had a good time yeah, and fucked even, it over. Yeah, like you said, it's even the, the, the it's the day-to-day, like, oh, we had... We were... What the fuck, dude? Like, there was well, a concert you know, tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which is hilarious. Yeah, and that's the, the, the day-to-day thing we were talking about here. Um, so and, and so the big thing for Back to Black and, and George and I we like like breakup albums we always say bands write like maybe their best album sometimes uh, during a huge breakup you know Backseat Change mm-hmm. uh, now I can't think of fucking yeah. any other ones but yeah. you know you know, there's always like the kind of the darker album but it seems like it's the most real this was uh, Back to Black was uh, an end of a relationship with uh, Cecil I always want to say Cecil Fielder. Yeah, me too. Cecil Blake. Uh-huh. Um, she was dating him during the whole uh, first album, the, the Frank era. Um, she had a boyfriend. He had a girlfriend. And they were doing, you know, a little thing in the middle. Yeah. Recipe for disaster, but what was she, 22, 23? Just doing stupid young shit. Just, mm-hmm. she, she fell for this dude. Um, he... After, I don't know, I forget how long it was, six months or a year, they had a pretty intense relationship going on. Then he broke it off and went back to his ex. And you'll hear all kind of that documented in this um, in this album. And yeah. then she also, another thing is she cheated on, or in revenge, fucked one of his best friends. Yeah. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That kind of young, stupid, whatever, I'll get back at you. And, and then that causes all more. And drugs and alcohol. And, and drugs and alcohol. And, uh, it's just a recipe for disaster. Well, and one thing that I didn't know about, I thought, and maybe the the there's more clarification without the, besides just the documentary, but it sounds like the whole, she was, she had a huge drinking problem mm-hmm. and, you know, was doing coke and stuff, but it sounded like the crack and the whole heroin thing was after this when they got back together. Because, yeah, yeah, which it's, I always thought it was... She's kind of speaking in, in, in retrospect in a lot of in yeah. A lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought it was like they were already in it, mm-hmm. and then they broke up, and then they got back together. But from what... I mean, it sounds like the her, her ex always had a drug problem, and she was kind of staying away from it. Then they, then they got back together, uh-huh. and she wanted to share... Every, she's like, I want to be where you are all the time. If you're happy here... You, you do this drug, you seem happy. I want to feel that with you. I want to go where you go. Wow. At, that's when they got back together. And yeah. I always thought it was uh, not attributing stuff, but I always thought a lot of this was more like heroin stuff. But now I'm not getting that vibe after watching the documentary. Mm-hmm. That all came after. And then she never made an album after. So this is the Pre. story to kids out there. Yeah. She never made a fucking album after this because <laughs> she got into fucking heroin and crack. Yeah. So don't smoke heroin. So don't smoke crack. crack. Yeah. yeah. 
You can um, like drop it in your eyelids or whatever. I don't know what kids do these days, but it's it's gonna bother me later. Uh, some some other good breakup albums are Ryan Adams' Heartbreaker, uh, Willie Nelson's Phases Phases and Stages, Ooh. Kanye West's 808 and Heartbreaks, Backseat Change, like you said, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, The Boatman's Call. Oh, these that one's one, so good. These are ones that I that I wrote down here. Um, Fleetwood uh, Fleetwood Mac Rumors. Didn't know that was the breakup album. Blood on the Tracks, Bob Dylan. Oh, come on. Blur 13. Bon Iver, uh, Bon Iver for Emma Forever. We're going to be doing some of these also, albums in the yeah, future. Yeah, no, no, definitely. <laughs> I think we were saying, <laughs> probably that 80% of reason them. is the yeah. breakup albums are yeah. so great. So those are just a couple of them. Yeah, just a um, couple. I knew I, I was going to like, I brought that up too. Um, but I didn't want to be like, oh, Beck Sea Change, the album we bring up every other podcast. Yeah, I know. And that's all I could think. I was like, fuck, my mind just went blank. It's just one of the best. So Pavement has a good one too. Um, or uh, Steve Malkmus does not not payment. Um, yeah, so we can p- maybe get into the, the record here, the album cover. There's a couple of different ones, but they're almost all the same. There's the Amy Winehouse. The one I know best is the Amy Winehouse. Are we gonna fight over this again? Uh oh. Uh, Amy Winehouse, written in, in like cool little fonts, yeah. says "Back to Black," and it's her sitting on a chair. Okay, so yeah, there's the chair one, and then there's the U.S. cover, uh-huh. which is her like laying in a bathtub. Yeah, same thing. Cool, cool Amy Winehouse writing. Back to black. It looks like it's still definitely like the same photo shoot. Yeah, style thing. It's 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 in the same vein. Yeah. Um, the one of her sitting down is the one I have on vinyl. I think I do too. Or not vinyl, but I had the CD, CD. when I still bought CDs. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So two cool album covers. Kind of that's back going back to the old days standard mm-hmm. of the. The girl on the cover, the yeah. guy, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and George and I were briefly talking about it. Like, beautiful girl. And this is right before she she had eating disorders and, and then obviously got into the drugs. Right before that. She was a, like, not a suicide girl kind of hot, but she had a very raw sex yeah sexuality. she's just got the tattoos very sex beautiful girl and just like this voice coming out like yeah definitely had a uh definitely had a high school big high school crush on amy winehouse yeah um, amy winehouse pre pre drugs with thumbs up yeah um and that's not to say that she was not you know don't do drugs is what we're just don't to say. do don't do those kind of drugs don't and if you got an eating disorder yeah. please go see a doctor and your body looks great yeah, um, you look hot. We love you all. We love you all. George, your body's looking great Thanks, tonight, too. Man. Thanks, Not just a like, nice shirt that fits my, yeah. fits my back. George got a shirt at Target? Yeah, Target. We're nice. on a collection. Um, we can get into the, the record, and then we will do it, unless you have anything else. No, let's get into the breakup album. And, and they do not, um, you know, was it the last album where Deftones, even though I guess they, the first official album was the single, so it, it does kind of fit this this album but uh-huh. some albums start off with an intro song that kind of warms you up and then you get into the the bangers not this one this is the international hit right there yeah. this is how i knew about it i i think anyone across in america or across the world this is it no we're not heard from this yeah rehab
So fucking good. The swells here. The are my swells. Yep. Thing. Me too. You know what sounds really good when you're drinking? Yeah. Uh, today we are drinking. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, margaritas that I made. Um, yeah, George made these margaritas, but with uh, what'd you say? More natural margarita mix. Yeah. Not not high fructose. We're watching our bellies. Mm-hmm. It's called tres diablos, or uh, some Mexican word, or sp- sorry, Spanish word. Because um, margaritas can be a little. Yeah, the, the, a lot of times you have the, the syrupy margarita mix, and it's just like I'm drinking like a, like a, a candy. Yeah, liquid. too candy for me. Yeah, I want to be able to drink tequila. If I want to drink tequila, I want to be able to do it in, in a margarita. There's always that like little aftertaste that every time I take a sip, I'm just like I could drink something so much better right now. Yeah, but this this is this it's, is you almost made actual... it like a like an iced tea right now. It's it's mm-hmm. a very hot day out here again in California. Um, so this is the perfect drink. He's got it all iced up. And, uh, yeah. Well, I figure if we're going to do an Amy Winehouse record, we may as well uh, not drink light beer. No. And uh, make it. In honor of our girl. Yeah. Throw down so, some tequila. Rehab. One of the most, uh, one of the biggest songs of yeah. the 2000s, easily. Yeah. Easily. Uh, in 2006, yeah, every time I went out, it was at every bar, it was at every club. Uh huh. It was when you were down at the beach. It was blaring out of somewhere. You can turn me down just a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, this song was fucking huge. And it also, it, I don't know if it'll eventually become a standard. We, we kind of joke about the... Um, I, I don't really stay out that much as anymore at, at bars, but the, the, at the end of the night when the, the bars are... When the those drinks... Yeah, like 145, 130. Mm-hmm. They start playing... They play fucking Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Mars they, Playground. Did they play that? Mars <laughs> Playground. Uh, no, Sex and Candy? Uh, no, no. I know. Who sings Closing Time? Oh, no. God, fuck Semi-Sonic. Uh, yeah, Semi-Sonic. Semi-Sonic, yeah. I was no, thank God. Playground. But no, they play, they play like Nirvana, because everyone knows that song. They play uh, Journey. Um, don't stop believing. Don't stop fucking believing. <laughs> and they play Bon Jovi. Border uh, Run. Not Border Run. Uh, um... <laughs> Thank you for filling in all the song names yeah. that I can't think of <laughs> right now. But anyways, for a while. No, 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 I, I was nailing them. Never mind. Yeah, no, I was doing a good job. But what's, for, what's the Bon Jovi song you're thinking about? Uh, Run, living, on Run, 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 living on a Prayer. Living on a Prayer, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, those, are, those are just, no matter what, I'm sure if you go out tonight, you go to a fucking bar, that, that will be the songs they play. Unless you're going to a, quote, cool bar. But, you uh-huh. know, just the standard bar. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a while, like, this was always, for like 2006, 2007, wherever I go out, this was always like the end of the night song. Yeah. And it like, got everything. Everyone pumped up and was like, shit, you're supposed to be going home. We Go need to home. be taking this down. Yeah, yeah. But this song, it's, I mean, 
And For, yeah. First, we have just the general pop sensibility of the song. Yeah. And you want to dance to this. You, and you're not dance like freak dancing. You want to like, like kind yeah. of just like do up like groove, like just groove on it. Or you know? put your head back, yeah. you know, kind of the, the Duckworth dance. Yeah. Uh, for those, that's a that's a deep cut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it comes in great beat. It's got it's got claps. We're going back to the sixties mm-hmm. uh, doo wop. Yeah. It's got claps. It's got like wedding church bells mm-hmm. that sprinkle in there. Um, the, I'm with you. The we're we're fucking suckers for horns. Those yeah. swells are just like. An, an alternate name for this podcast should be like Charlie George love horns and yeah, strings. We get it. You, you love horns and strings. <laughs> but in this one is the just the when when trying to make me go to the chorus starts. The the no 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 and the go 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 yeah is the best part of the no no no. <laughs> I love that. It's yeah. so fun to sing too. And and I, I, from how this song kind of started was her just singing it. I'll, let me just I'll, I'll quickly say uh, a, a Mark Ronson quote. Uh, I was walking down the street with Amy. We were in New York. Uh, we'd been working together for about a week, and we were walking to some store. She wanted to buy a present for her boyfriend. And she was telling me about a specific time in her life that was. I feel bad like talking about a friend like this, but I think this story. Uh, I think I've told this story enough times. She hit it with a certain low, and her dad came over to try and talk some sense in her after hitting this low. And she was like, he tried to make me go to rehab, and I was like, no, 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 no. And the thing, and the first thing I was like, quote, ding, 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 ding. I guess he heard something right there. Her just kind of singing it. He was, you know, she, she was talking to him like, my dad wanted me to go rehab, and I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, that's probably exactly what he did. Yeah, yeah. and she's and, and she started singing it like that, um, and... You know, she was like, "That's kind of my idea for a song." I don't know; it's kind of goofy. And he was like, "No, that's let's amazing." Let's go to the studio yeah, right let's now. Let's go to the studio. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and and what it is is her. It's her singing a song. Uh, so, here's the swells. And the drums. Yeah, that's masterful. Yeah, that's the Dap Kings there. Now, interesting thing is they actually were never in the same room together, the Dap Kings and Amy Winehouse. Really? Yeah, the whole time. They didn't even meet face-to-face till after the album was mastered. So it was all live cuts in New York uh-huh. and then sent to her to sing, which I was not aware of. That's the only thing I didn't interesting. know. Interesting. I didn't know that either. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so... She would kind of come up with ideas, chord progressions, blah, 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 and then send them to Mark, or they, or Mark would be with her and do mm-hmm. like kind of preliminary demos, mm-hmm. then bring them to New York to work with the Dapkins. And I, I think it goes back to the Dapkins didn't have time to be working with just one part. They're Fuck they're him. just a live, they're session musicians yeah. that live off of playing live probably every night and stuff yeah. like that. So I don't think they're not, they don't know who this girl is. Yeah. They didn't know it was going to become the big smash hit, and they don't probably even care. Mm-hmm. They're just playing music. Um, so yeah, it 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 is a live album as far as the band playing together, but it's not live band live uh, singing. Yeah. Um, and so he, yeah. I, you could have fooled me. Yeah, no, they do a good job of that. Um, but it is her. It's mostly just one two vocal takes. So it, besides just actual them not being in the room, and that's usually how it is. Most singing is not the. Live, with, live with the band yeah, yeah it has yeah. to be done over again because uh-huh. it's just it's just the way it is um, 
and my daddy thinks I'm fine. So at this time, uh, she wasn't into the heavy drugs that, you know, I'm sure she was doing the occasional blow and what we, you know, everyone in their 20s. The standards. The standards, the hits. Uh, but she did really like to drink and smoke, but that doesn't count because everyone smokes weed. Uh-huh. Um, but she did tend to uh, drink a bit heavily and Amy Black is what they like to call her. No, that's not true, but um, she would she would get dark. And after the breakup, she really started drinking heavily and like just passing out uh, bars and at her house and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so friends of hers were worried and really wanted her to go to rehab. And, and it's kind of heartbreaking in the documentary where there was that moment where they could have got her in. And who knows? Fixed. And, and, yeah, yeah, but but the their friends were like, if they if we'd done that, there would have been no back to black. But fuck that, it's her life. Mm-hmm. We don't care about that. And yeah. that makes obviously now we wouldn't have got the album that we all love. Um, but her dad didn't think that she was that bad, um, and kind of defended her. And she put it into that chorus that if my daddy doesn't think I need to go, then I think I'm all right. Yeah, we he, don't know now if that was obviously she's she de- she dead. Uh-huh. Uh, but th- I don't know. Would that have helped? People need to go to rehab five or six times usually if they have a real problem. We wouldn't have got back to black. We're being selfish. Yeah. Uh, Amy's dad said uh, she told Ronson about the time at my house after she'd been in the hospital where everyone had been going on about her drinking. She told Ronson, you tried to tell them, you you know they tried to make me go to rehab. And I told them, no, no, no. And it's like she was in the hospital for her drinking, and her dad's like, dad's like, dad's like, yeah, dad's like, yeah, yeah, maybe we don't, you don't have a problem. Just continue with your drinking, like, yeah. um, you know, for for better or for worse. But uh, you know, in, in, in the Amy documentary, watch it, and you'll kind of get your own. You'll have your opinion one yeah. way or another about you know what kind of a guy her father is. Um, and I, I'm not necessarily care to make any assumptions. Um, assumptions on what kind of guy he was, but you know, for. His daughter probably needed the help, um, or you know, maybe clearly needed the help, or she knew she didn't. There's a, a great line in here about um, the, the lyrics in this are awesome. Yeah, they're hilarious. Um, I, I ain't got 70 days. This is usually how long you're gonna be in, in the rehab, uh, you know, facility. Cause there ain't nothing that you can teach me that I can't learn from Mr. Hathaway. I didn't get a lot in class, but I know it don't come in a shot glass. That's like, it's just so, I, I didn't get a lot in class, but I know it don't come in a shot glass. Yeah. And that uh, one got me too. the little line there with Mr. Hathaway is the, uh, the, so, the soul R&B singer guy, uh, Donnie Hathaway, Hathaway yeah. who also died in a, at a young age. Yeah. And he, I think he had like schizophrenia. There's a, a song he has, I think it's Voices, or Voices in my head. It's really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, another, another man who, uh died early and she also throws out ray in there i'd rather be at home with ray so she'd rather just be home don't worry like i'll just go home and drink and listen mm-hmm. to my jazz records because mm-hmm. um, there's really nothing better no other place i'd like to be um <coughs> I, I do like when she uh, uh she goes to the doctor so i guess it's the second verse the man said why do you think you're here I said, oh, here we go. I got no idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my baby. So I always keep a bottle near. He said, I just think you're depressed. And then she says, this me. Yeah, baby. And the rest, mm-hmm. I, I, I always like that. And like, it. what about everyone else? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, thanks for telling us what we already know. Great, I'm depressed. Yeah. Now what do you right want here. me to do about it? 
Pretty nice. Yeah. Like, thanks, Doc. I got that. Uh-huh. Could I had to pay you to tell me that? Yeah. I just think you're depressed. Nah, yeah. And I love that this is... So how old is she when uh, she's... Uh, During this album? Mid-20s? Yeah, 24. Yeah. So, you know, about my, my age now, I'm just like, nah, I'm good. Like, yeah. <laughs> a, a doctor, like... This girl, a bad bitch, she knew exactly what she wanted, for better or for worse, you know? Um, it's... Uh, yeah, she was 24. And... Uh, yeah, but just a doctor saying something that you already know. Mm-hmm. Like, And then what about the rest of us out here, huh? There's, um, the there's, press thinks, yeah. There's millions of people. Yeah. <laughs> what, well, else, what else do you want to say? Gee, I'm glad you told me I have a, I have a, I'm having my bouts with depression, Doc. I really appreciate that. Um, but the doctor gave her a line um, in, in easily one of the, the best, uh, most catchiest songs of, of the 2000s, if not ever. Yeah. This song's been covered by everywhere. You, you have heard this song anywhere and everywhere yep. um you know won a grammy uh oh yeah this it was up for best record and yeah that like song. she won best uh yeah every grammy nomination that she got yeah uh, won a couple of them um and, and and the first kind of line where she says um she'll she'll kind of bring up this this is kind of like her uh I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but she'll bring up this line a couple times throughout the song. She even has a song about it, but uh, it's not just my pride. It's just till these tears have dried. A lot of tears and drying. Yeah. Throughout well, this record. The, the the tears are definitely her. She's got a, she's got a certain independence about herself where she's in some songs she can be codependent oh yeah in, in, in things but sometimes she's just like you know what I'm better off on my own yeah I'm no that's what I'm doing I'm... things in my own head in my own personal time yeah. you're not worrying about anything here yeah I'm on my own here the, I love that the, I love the independence in her I totally agree it's 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 like a half vulnerable like I need someone I need um, I can't do this and then at the same time like I'd rather be alone yeah. I don't need you to rely on your piece of shit just as well yeah um this uh, was one of the singles on the record, of course. There was five of them total. Uh, Rehab was, I believe, the first one. Um, yep, lead single. Yeah. And uh, what what a fucking banger. I mean, she'll be known. This will be, well, I don't know. I, I think Back to Black might be her signature, but this is the one that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. At, at least in this era. Uh, it came with a, I, I remember the album cover or the, the single cover that came out just was on the internet at the time and it's a really dope picture it's of her like in a bottom of bottom of a staircase and you know, you got horns guys a drummer there and she's wearing this white dress uh and just very sexy yeah that's a very like dope looking you know singles cover um and yeah just good photos were always taken of her yeah and, and, and bad ones too obviously but um, i like it and i Elva, definitely have a crush on this a girl. vocal performance too and and uh a lot from a lot of especially this song is more like they've, they've been referencing that she's very Ella Fitzgerald mm-hmm. the way she's singing it yeah you can hear that kind of her voice because she'll do more of the her fresh bratty kind of singing but this is just a little more smooth old school oh, style absolutely and, and it, she doesn't have a high-pitched voice she's got a low voice for a girl I think it's called alto tenor or something I don't, I'm not sure contra alto maybe um, I'm so glad you said that because she does do that high-pitched voice thing uh, that women singer, singers do on her first album and even like Lana Del Rey did it on her first album and like uh, 
I don't even a lot of people that followed up. She kind of opened up. We can get into like the, the the lasting effect of this, but there's this thing that some of those singers do that high pitched girly thing. I just do not like at all. Um, and she got rid of it for this album, and even Lana Del Rey got rid of it for that uh, Ultra Violence album. And with I just when you just sing that more baritone or whatever it is, yeah. it's it just there, works for me. There's a soul that in, little in girl. It. Yeah. I, just, yeah, it just it's, it turns me off. But yeah, the soul, deep guttural yeah. woman singing. Yeah, it's like a it's, it's it better like than dude. It sounds like a real woman. Yeah, um, where it's, I feel like the high pitch. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Um, but I mean, Amy Winehouse, I think uh, definitely opened the doors for like a woman like Adele, who's you know one of the biggest. Oh. For people ever, she, but you hear her voice, you hear Adele's voice, and Adele probably has a better voice. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna play a goddamn uh, the voice vi- or, vi- uh, TV show game. Sure, and and, and I, I personally love Adele's voice, but yeah. um, you hear a lot of Amy Winehouse. Yeah, like Amy Florence, Lana yeah. Del Rey, these Adele, Lady Gaga, uh, Duffy, like all these um, girls. They they were saying like she's the quote nirvana for girl singers all of a sudden like it just opened up like we'll invite all good girl singers and, and be a badass be, be an a badass. independent be an original yeah write don't, your own don't shit don't be britney spears you know be amy whitehouse be a bad you know yeah. a bad you can shit. be sexy show off your body but you don't have to be that's not your own selling point yeah, yeah. And like girl like saint vincent you know just all these badass bitches who yeah and i'm saying this in a in the most um Affectionate way possible. Yeah, when I'm calling women badass bitches. We love. It's a good thing. But um, take that. Uh, but rehab. I mean, just a banger. Yeah. Banger number one. So yeah, that's that's Ronson coming in. Um, I think we we've we've got the the gist of it. Just a swinging song, and there's gonna be a lot of them. Yeah. Coming up. Um, but Ronson gets the the top two. Let's go into uh, you know I'm no good and and. Here's a hip hop beat if there ever was one on the album. Yeah. And it actually was remixed later. We'll get into it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm no good. Second song on the record. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a highlight, um, and I don't even remember if this was like a the second uh, single, but there was a show on Showtime around that time. Um, it, 
was right after Californication called Secret Diary of a Call Girl. I, I really liked it because it was on right after and I watched it. It was a British show and the opening the opening song was that was this. And you know, when you're watching the show over and over again, you usually fast forward through the credit, but every time I just got like a little excited. It's like mm-hmm. I get to listen to this song before we watch the show. Yeah. And it just gave it just you just sink into this groove that hip hop beat and, and and again you get the horns. Yeah. And and what she's talking about in it is just straight up it's that real life stuff. Yeah, she's her like I would say she's kind of doing almost like a Lauren Hill singing with a hip hop yeah. beat yeah. over a hip hop beat. Yeah. Um and just the melody of the verses are so I don't they, they resonate with me. Um I don't even know where she got it from because it's not really like a chord progression underneath that she's floating it's, on. It's, it's just her. I don't know what it is. It's jazzy. It's, it's like you would hear like... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Jazzy. Yeah, it is. And they did a remix of it uh, later on. Um, Ghostface Killer. Yeah, with Ghostface Killer. It's pretty good. But I just... I don't know. I... I, I was playing this. I actually went camping this weekend. I was playing this while we were kind of out in the woods and just having some drinks. And the rehab r- remix came on with the hip hop. The Jay Z. Yeah, and it's yeah. just when you're ready for it. But when you listen to this album, you just don't want to hear other people, especially mm-hmm. rapping. Come on, it just didn't. It just threw me off. Yeah, the I have um, on on my vinyl the the Ghostface Killer is uh, the last. Yeah, 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 the last one on there. Yeah. Um, and every time it catches me by surprise, I'm like. I, and I know the song obviously, but it's like, oh, didn't wasn't this already a song? And then Ghostface Killer comes in at the end, and it's dope. And it's nice. Well, he that goes it, on this cool. like rant. Yeah, it's his his thing's pretty good. It's yeah. not just him sitting down like, you know, I'm no good. I don't want it. None of that stuff. Mm-hmm. He just goes on this about her being off and wandering, like being a. Yeah. I don't know. I actually do like it's that rap. Male, it's like the male perspective to the to the story. Yeah, I just. Um, um, but but for this album, I'm glad she didn't have any of mm-hmm. guest rap appearances or anything. Like, yeah. This is her album, her singing, her voice. Anything else would have just kind of, for me, thrown it off. Yeah, um, just the, and this is this is she's she's definitely uh, getting into the storytelling here. Yes. Meet you downstairs in a bar and heard your rolled up sleeves and your um, skull t-shirt. You say, what would you like? Uh, what did you do with him today? And you sniff me out like I was Tanqueray, the gin. Um, but just that line right there It's like What did you do with him today So her boyfriend Just like automatically Being like oh, yeah. What did you do today Yep Like like not in, Not like hey What did you do today But he can just Read her so well That he's like You did something Yeah you, it, you, I, You said Snipped you out Like I was taking her in Yeah There's like, a, a reunion With an ex here And they're mm-hmm. both They're both cheating here Yeah but they're both like calling each other out for it mm-hmm. and kind of being upset, but actually all at the same time acting like it's not a big deal until we get married, which they talk about. What is that in the third? Uh-huh. Or is it run? Sweet yeah. Reed in Jamaica. Yeah. Second verse. So oh, yeah. no, third verse. Sorry. So they're, they're meeting up now and he's calling her out. He just knows maybe the looking around, maybe her hair is a little off or something, mm-hmm. but he's calling her out for, uh, you're up to something. I can tell it. Um, and she pretty much in the chorus says, I cheated myself. You know, uh, she's letting you know I'm no good. I'm probably going to do this. This is kind of how I like it. I don't know. It's, it's either she's infatuatedly in love or she's just not interested in moving on to the next Something else. next fun thing. Uh, there's a couple in, in listening to this. There's a couple times where it's like this is almost also like a love song. 
uh, to booze, to, to a bottle, and, and it's the one, the, the third line. I, I, I don't know, I just imagine her singing this to a bottle, like, uh, like I cheated myself like I knew I would, I told you I was trouble, you know, uh, like, you know that I'm no good, like, she's in this relationship with a bottle of, of, of gin, or this bottle of yeah. alcohol, and then the third line, Sweet Reunion, Jamaica and Spain, was like, you know, uh, weed and, and drink, drinking kind of thing. Yeah. We're like, uh, we're like how we were again. I'm in the tub. You sit on the seat. Lick your lips as I soak my feet. Then you notice a little carpet burn. My stomach drops and my guts churn. You shrug and it's the worst. Who truly stuck the knife in first? I don't know why. I was just getting like, maybe she's drinking to like, tonight the bottle left me down. Like kind of yeah. something that's, uh, in that way in a little bit. For sure. And, and also, I mean, that line that you said, then you notice the little carpet burn. My stomach drops and my guts turn. She got caught cheating again. Uh-huh. She was the carpet burn. Little on, sex, on, yeah, little I, sex burns. Well, I was thinking. I always thought it was like carpet burn, like she, like was smoking a cigarette, and then there was a burn on the carpet, and then I like, like oh, she's got rubbed shit on her feet, or car, it's called carpet burn, whether or not you're on a carpet or not. Yeah, from doggy style, you can get carpet burn. Yeah, from, <laughs> exactly. From from getting fucked well, uh, and then you know he shrugs. He's like, I don't really care, but he know she knows it's the worst because I stuck the knife in first. Like, yeah. we were trying to make this nice. We're having drinks, getting high. We're we're in the tub. You're looking at me. We're getting all fired up. And, and you're then making, you're like, making this weird. And then you're like, damn it, you yeah. had sex last night, didn't you? Um. And then, and even the second verse before that, <laughs> she's fantasizing about. She's with her ex boy, but she's fantasizing about this other guy. Uh, upstairs in bed with my ex boy. He's in a place, but I can't get joy. She can't get off. Mm-hmm. So what she does is thinks of you in the final throws. This is when my buzzer goes. Uh-huh. So she's uh, while she's having sex with someone else, thinking about someone else, and then she can get off. Which also reminds me. Which also makes me think again. It's a it's a love song to a to a bottle of booze. And just that line there, like she's she would rather be drinking. She'd rather be with this bottle of booze. And obviously, it's stuff that I I see when I when I see. It's like you say when we're married because you're not bitter. Uh, like I don't know, a bitter alcohol or like uh, you know, she doesn't. What I I just have made. It was in my. It got stuck in my head that this is a, so a little love song to to a bottle of booze. And I and, and I'm much. I'm. Are you saying to like can see that it's not that yeah. at all? But you know I put in my own little uh my own little but when you're saying you say when we're married because you're not bitter there'll be none of him no more there'll be no more drinking no like you'll be chilling out there, there'll be no you, like the booze is being like oh i'm all, all you need you don't need anybody else oh talking to her uh-huh interesting that's that's a stretch but there's who gives a shit yeah whatever yeah, i know yeah. definitely a stretch and and uh, i always thought it was i told you i was trouble i didn't know i was troubled i know it's not that much difference mm-hmm. but not like I was trouble, like I'm a beggar, but I was troubled, like I got issues. Yeah. More, more that than instead of just like I'm trouble. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trouble. To deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's just terror. Uh, and it, it kind of goes back because we now we know the story with our ex. Mm-hmm. Um. That there's just this they can't commit, and there'll be a lot of songs coming up that are about that. Yeah. Where they're just getting mad at each other, but they're putting themselves in this shitty situation. Yeah. They're not. It. What? And it's weird how you, you, if you look at relationships like that, I don't know a lot of people that do that, but like, how else did you think this was gonna work out? 
Like you set yourself up from disaster. Yeah, from the get-go. it's gonna someone's gonna get jealous and yeah. be no matter what. Even though it seems like the open thing to do, someone's not gonna be happy mm-hmm. with it. But uh, yeah, a jam, great baseline too. Mm-hmm. It's it's just got a classic. And does that, and then, like, I figure what part is certain little verses, or right when the verses start, he does like these little do 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 these little runs. Yeah. Just great live, live instrumentation. Um, this was also another single, like you said, and this also has a good, uh, just a shot of Amy in a in a green dress with <laughs> Amy Winehouse, you know, I'm no good. And just like I, 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 I'm a big fan of just the different vignettes. Yeah. Of all the singles that uh, that came out. Play the and play just the beginning again. Listen to the reverb guitar and piano behind the beat uh, and the horns. It's it's so reverbed out. It just it mixes together the. It's like a piano and a reverb guitar. Yeah. It's in the back there, but it's so dope. But yeah, I mean, it's set up for a hip hop song. You could rap. I mean, um, I could rap over this. CP Cool Hands. CP Cool Hands could throw down. Um, Two jams, Ronson. Yeah. But we're going to go into a Remy song or a Salami. Salami. Um. Yeah, two great. Th- those are huge songs. Two big singles that are probably her best known, besides like like you said, Back to Black. Um, so they start the album off with two bangers. Drink, bang, 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 bang. I'm out of drinks. I'm out of drinks. Damn it. Wow. Do you you made more, these two good. Do you have any more beers downstairs? Yeah, I have Stella's okay. and Fly. Let's go, dude. Oh yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go get those. Yeah. All right. So we'll go into me and Mr. Jones. While Charlie goes and gets uh, me some beers. And and this is part of the 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 genius of this album is it's a perfect time to bring it down to this uh-huh. swingy. You had two big monster jams. Now let's get a little deeper into the album. 
Yeah, sorry, but I didn't have Stella's guys. Yeah, They're uh, Sierra, Sierra Nevadas. Nevada. I was really excited for Stella, but I guess I'll settle for a Sierra Nevada. I drank all the Stellas Halo. on my camping trip. I'm uh, sorry. Well, maybe you should go to rehab. Hit me your Sierra Nevada and fly. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, boy. So me and Mr. Jones. Who is this about, George? Nasir Jones? Nasir Jones. Mr. Nas. Nas is the illest. No, and we're not. It really is about Nas. Yeah, everyone. nasty Nas. Great fucking tune here. One of my just just hilarious. This is her being a a funny girl. Yeah. No bone stands in between me and my man. Uh, one of the greatest uh, opening verses is what kind of fuckery is this? I think that I never heard the word fuckery no, before this. I didn't either. And fuckery is not, not it's in my. It's English British. now. But now it's like part of regular, con- not regular kind of conversation. Fuckery is going on. But there. if you say fuckery, like oh, this fuckery afoot. Yeah. Um, it's just like it's a thing that you know people are at least aware of. And I remember just and, and when this came out, I, I'm a big Slick Rick fan, or I, I like Children's Story, uh, the album by yeah. Slick Rick a lot. And I got into Slick Rick, and Slick Rick's a British dude too. Uh, he's the rapper with an eye patch. Uh, and it's just like you made the yeah the first two, first line. It's actually the chorus. What kind of fuckery is this? Made me miss the slick Rick gig. Oh, slick Rick. Yeah, the background <laughs> thing. You didn't love me when I did. Can't believe you played me out like that. Yeah, the 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 basis of this story is she likes to go to shows, and you didn't bring me to Slick Rick, and that's that hurt. Yeah. But then you didn't take me to fucking Nas. Yeah. <laughs> this it's is it. This is unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So George went uh, and, and right after that line, uh, no, you ain't worth a guest list. Mm-hmm. Plus one. Very clever right there. Plus one mm-hmm. of all them girls you're with. So you're, you know, all these girls that you're around kissing. Um, I don't like you doing all this thing. And then ruler's one thing. Ruler is Rick the ruler. Rick the ruler. But <laughs> come Brixton, no one stands between me and my man. So you can, you know, it's Slick Rick. I love Slick Rick, but you fucked up. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you didn't. I, th- this is it. You didn't bring me into Nas. Yeah. We're supposed to be together. And then she goes into Mr. Destiny 9 and 14. They were both born on 9 14. Yeah. Mr. Destiny right there. And Destiny is actually the name of uh, Nas's daughter. And that. So there's a lot going on underneath mm-hmm. that. So this is a love song to Nas. And well, Deserved, one of my favorite rappers of all time. So Yeah. What, yeah. Top five easy. Uh, what kind of fuckery are you? Aside from Sammy, you're my best black Jew. Best black Jew. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, Sammy Davis Jr. Uh-huh. So, yeah, this is her. She was dating a black Jew on the side um, who used to like to take her to hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Not that only black guys take it hip-hop. But, you know. I'll take it hip hop, mm-hmm. but they're not gonna take you to go see uh, Wilco. <laughs> I was actually wearing a Wilco shirt earlier this morning, um, um, but Wilco's great. Yeah, the, Wilco's so the back good. the background singing is fucking awesome. It's it's almost got that blue standard. It's just that three chord, and it's got the two chords here, and then it goes to the third chord, blue standard, R and B, soul, got all that going on. Um, and the thing I like with um, Salami. Slam Remy. Mm-hmm. Uh, his songs are very. I like how they're stripped and they're nice uh, padding against the very big horns and over. If it was all that, I think it'd be like, oh, this is yeah. too much. And if it was too much, 
Salam, it'd mm -hmm. be a little under, it'd be like a smaller record. Yeah. It's got that nice mix, and a lot of his stuff is just, he's got horns, but they're a lot more like longer lines. It's not the, like the punchy big lines. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. yeah. They're not, they're, yeah, they're not it's big, uber chorusy. Mellow chorus. drums. A lot of times he takes out guitar, and, and you'll hear it in this song, he just likes the bass, a nice mellow bass line, and then piano's just splashing. He, mm -hmm. It seems like he likes to use a lot of the piano. And it, that's all it is, is just piano splashing right on the quarter notes, and that, that's kind of a big thing, is big just piano on, on all the albums. Yeah, it's, it's very much of that, uh, of the R&B doo-wop. And her background Bang. singing is so, so, so good. good. And yeah, just a great love song to uh, wanting to go out at night and being pissed that you're not. Where you want to sit in? Fucking and Netflix? A, there was a, no Netflix at the yeah, time. But. And a beautiful... Uh, actually, it was on DVD. It was the DVD Netflix. It was DVD Netflix. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, Remember that? That's crazy. Yeah. Old school. Remember when you used to have to get DVDs from the internet? Unbelievable. <laughs> Remember when you had to actually go to the store? No. Yeah, dude. So, Follow fellas, bring your girls out to some shows every yeah. once in a while. Go see Nas. Um, yeah, so song number three. Love it. I love how they brought it down. Yeah, it's perfect. Smooth. Perf like you said, it's perfect timing for it. And we're going to kind of go a little bit, stay in this vein a little bit. Yeah, actually. Um, for, for a little while. Yeah, I mean, um, that th those first two songs are about as big as they get. They mm -hmm. don't really take it up much. I mean, later on, maybe another one kind of picks it up, yeah, but cheers. it ch it chills out. Yeah, for absolutely. Um, from here, we will move on to a very uh, bizarre, heartbreaking song. Yeah, this um, should be this should be Just Friends question mark. Yeah, uh huh. Just friends. Just friends. No question mark. Just friends. No question mark. about this too is uh and i think we talked about this before but like she she comes so aggressive th this is kind of what males more would sing about mm -hmm. absolutely and the girl just kind of and, and again this is just maybe culture or whatever but the girl's timid 
But this is her being like, when are we going to do this shit? Like, yeah. I'm getting drunk, and now I know it's wrong, but... Well, let's just fucking do this. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do it, but you're being a pussy about it, which, you know, I'm sure he's trying to be the nice guy. <laughs> he's like, damn. Uh, just friends. She's asking... She just wants to fuck. Yeah. Uh, it's and, and she's letting you know that this isn't... Uh, this guys with another woman yeah uh this isn't she knows exactly what's going on um i know i'm not ashamed but the the guilt guilt will kill you if she don't first yeah but i'll never love you like her though we need to find just need to find the time to just do this shit together before it gets worse i want to touch you but it hurts it almost sounds like i want to fuck yeah it almost sounds like i love you i don't need to be in a relationship with you but you know we want to fuck yeah just just friends that's that's Let's bone it out. Yeah, that weird. Yeah, you're just around someone. You're just like, you, you both got some other connection that's next level, and she's just like, let's just just throw me up against the wall, fuck mm-hmm. me, get it over with. Don't don't talk. Don't be all worried about it. And be like, what did that mean? Yeah. Don't just do it. Get it out of our system. Because we're, then we're out. just gonna be weird forever. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely her first uh, like reggae mm. reggae song mm-hmm. it's got that really cool intro with the guitar lick yeah and it's got these keyboards that are just like underneath the whole time very psychedelic mm-hmm. they're like they're not even like going with the music at all they're just floating underneath yeah. so it's a floating well I guess reggae songs are floating just amazing production underneath you can go up a little more um, it's got the the bass uh, reggae bass going on, and yeah, it sounds it sounds like fl- friendly flirting <laughs> that just she just wants to take next level and get it out of the way. Yeah, um, she's no shame. She's definitely drunk and horny. There's nothing wrong with that. No. That happens. She, I mean, she's being. If there's anything we can learn, is honesty. Mm-hmm. She's being honest with the situation. She knows what it is. She knows what she is, what her role is. Is that cool keyboard sprinkles? Um, she does a cool little stutter thing. The I think it's maybe maybe it's two twenty one or on, but she says that when will we get? She does some weird little stutter scat singing. Yeah, I think this is it. Wait. Oh no, it might be later. This is two. Yeah, I think this is a breakdown. Oh yeah, this this horn is so this cheesy horn breakdown. I love it. Here. Perfect. Yeah, it's cheesy kind of. Yeah. I like it. And then she'll go into her stutter singing. The drums have like added reverb on the snare right there. When will we get Dope. Yeah, it almost sounds like a steel drum in the background. Mm-hmm. Making it more reggae. That's what it was, steel drum, I couldn't think of it. Yeah. Just friends. Just friends. It's very I think it's very very simple. Yeah, there's and it is. It's those two songs are 
we want some kind of elaborate songs the two very simple songs mm -hmm. and now we're uh we're, we're going to the the name of the album back to black the eponymous uh back to black this I, this might be my favorite song on the album um it's just so epic and crazy in, mm -hmm. in its ways um i guess we'll just talk about it after but yeah so is this, and this is a Ronson, so we're going back to Ronson here. Yeah, two salam, salamis in a row, and now we're uh, going to get some... Um, two Ronsons, two salamis. Some Ronson bread. Now uh, pop back on with a little Ronson, please. play this at the end so we, we can we can yeah you ruined it um, so. yeah here we go with with epic amy whitehouse oh you got the syrupy strings mr ronson is back this is uh it's it's just a huge epic song you turn this up loud it's just uh I don't know the way she's singing it. Very drippy, um, and there's actually a cool thing in the documentary too, where it shows just her vocals for a second without all the added production, mm -hmm. and then it like slowly melds into it. Um, I think this might be her best uh, best written song. Yeah, that's yeah of, of all of them. Lyrically, lyrically, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was recorded in three different studios: two in New York, and then one in London, where she came and sang. Um, another, obviously, I don't have to keep saying it, but Blake Fielder Civil, Blake Fielder Civil, uh, so, literally just about you going back to your ex and me going back to my drinking, drugs, mm -hmm. and that's my comfort. Um, and I think here she's she is at the end of one of these like, uh, now you're gonna go back to her. She's on the now she's feeling the pain. Yeah, of being of the same situation where before she was the one who with her with the the burns on her knees yeah. on the from the carpet carpet burns and now she's like you know he left no time to regret kept his dick wet with the same old bet left me high and dry it's like it's the same scenario I almost made up a word but I wonder <laughs> if it's it, I think it's more like the other ones she made it sound like we knew what this was this is like that's what I'm saying I feel like in this one she's now feeling the, the hurt yeah instead like of you, causing the hurt or yeah. instilling the hurt but you said we were gonna do this was gonna be something different yeah and it isn't and uh mm -hmm. and getting the the stories that she was really um they were in a 
pretty heavy relationship at the time, like just always with each other. Yeah. And then he just out of nowhere did it and just threw her in a whirlwind. Um, and she, it just doesn't, the, the way she sings it, it's very believable. It just doesn't oh, sound yeah. like uh, someone singing through a song just to like, what's the lyrics? This is di- written from her she at that this. moment. Yeah. Um, and we won't play it yet, but just that black breakdown at the end is yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and then she starts off with, but it's still kind of funny. He left time, uh, he left no time to regret, kept his dick wet with his safe, with the same safe, old safe bet. Um, and this is kind of going back to what you were talking about is, you know, I'm strong, but where I stay strong is in my drunken mm-hmm. drug yeah. place. It's like she, she, she knows that now, like, God damn it, now I have to go back and be, um, be this, Wasted. be this drunk girl again. Yeah. yeah. This is my this happy is, place. This is my how s- I know how to cope. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's fucking honest as hell is, uh, not saying like, uh, uh, she later on, she'll talk about trying to stay busy. Uh, this is just pretty much nope. I either I'm with you or I'm <laughs> blasted. Yeah. I don't know how else to function. Mm-hmm. Not a healthy thing to be, but uh, that's where she is. I loved you much. It's not enough. You love blow and I love puff. And life is like a pipe, and I'm a tiny penny rolling up the walls inside. Well, that that part, the I'm a tiny penny. Ro-, it sounds like like you're on. It's so trippy in the ecstasy. It almost sounds like some the way you would sing if you were really high. Yeah. Um, Just going back to her. It's very rolly and eyes, like in the, eyes in the back of your head. And it's talking about a pipe, a crack pipe. Life is like a pipe. I'm not sure. Like, is he, I think he's. I, I think that she's getting like if you I imagine imagine uh, it literally. Yeah. She is the penny just rolling in a pipe, just kind of spiraling away. Yeah. Especially those like ones when you when you're a kid yeah, when yeah. they're long. Exactly. Yeah. One of those like uh, you drop it in the thing and it just spins around and spins around. That's what I think. And then it, it is easy to say because uh, she just alludes to you love blow, I love puff. Right. And then she the life is like a pipe and I'm a tiny penny rolling up the walls inside, and she's just spinning around and spiraling, spiral, spiraling down. So that's it, it's. Maybe one of the few times I've ever not been like, no, it's not about drugs here. <laughs> right, even though it just talked about drugs. Yeah. Damn, you're gonna fight me on this. Stuff? Right. I don't think I don't think that's about 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 drugs. Um, We're done here. This, this line right here is great. Well, we only say goodbye with words. Yeah, that that one hurts. I died a hundred times. The thing you only said goodbye with words is is like we didn't. What did that mean? What, is that, right, well, what old, does that? What does that even over, really we mean? We both knew that it didn't. Mean, it, it, it wasn't over. Right. There's the emotional part of it. It's yeah. just so much bigger than that. Yeah. It's just to say we're done here. We're done. Mm-hmm. Fucking done with you, like you just said to me. Aw, uh, is this a song about us? <laughs> <laughs> I just our podcast and, and when I went to go get a beer, I smoked crack. So because uh, uh, I knew this part in the this song, song was, was coming up, up, and it's definitely about drugs. Yeah. I don't care what you say. Uh-huh. It's not about a penny. Oh yeah. Um, there's the black hair. Turn it up.
Next, we'll go into song number six, Love is a Losing Game. on the album same, same. This, this song is definitely a reminiscent song yeah. of years uh, yeah. of the 50s and 60s style yep. uh, songs yeah the, the, just a quick thing on Back to Black um, a lot of that song where they got the idea from it, her and Mark Ronson was the Shangri-Las called song called Remember Walking in the Sand and that's where he just mentions and that's what he does for a lot of the production is he, he just like I figured out just put tons of reverb on the snare uh, mm-hmm. on the kick or not on the kick on the hi-hat and you're halfway there you know so that's and that's what he's kind of doing in this song too um, this song kind of makes you think of the right when she says I, I write songs I can't get past emotionally this is where she kind of finds that that medium uh, this is the first song mixed first song recorded for the album there was a original um, session she did and this is the only one that made it out you can see why you can actually hear her acoustic version I think on the Lioness album mm-hmm. that one that came out after she passed away um, and it, it was the first song they mixed uh, Mark Ronson was nervous you know this is I have to show her what the final product was uh-huh. and he said the whole time they're playing it she just has her head down not looking she's just looking at the console and he's just like oh did I fuck up like this is bad and the song ends and she just like looks at him just I, she wasn't crying but just like I love it like gave him it. a hug was like this is it yeah. and then right after she said uh, but take off the harp after the second verse sounds like a Sounds like some Mariah Carey bullshit. <laughs> so right after like this very this tender nice, moment, but fucking change that. Well, that's that her perfectionism yeah. right there. She's like, I love everything about it, but take that bullshit off. Looks like her and Paul McCartney both hate the harps. Nah, you don't <laughs> want to over harp it, guys. Yeah. Um, the snare, not to get too musical, but it's it's not on the f- on the two and the four. It's one and two and three and four and and, and that's cool. It always throws it off a little bit, yeah. you know. It's just mm-hmm. that quick snare, so mm-hmm. it's not just boom. It, 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 not that it would get boring, but it's just that one nice switch up that makes it a little better, better of a song. You've got cool, full little bass runs that kind of come in through her, uh, her lyrics, and really like a nice, rich uh, bass tone. It's just got a rhythm guitar stabs right on the beat, dink, dink, and then it's got vibes going on in the in the background too. And then yeah, the horns come on, coming in the second half, and that's really when the song takes off. Um, and there's always a drum fill between, at the beginning of every verse. Right when she kicks in, there's always some cool yeah. little drum fill. Mm-hmm. So there's so much going on on such a simple, and the little little piano trickles kind of coming in. Yeah, I just I, for a song about love, she uh, she nailed it pretty good. Um, 
trying to think of the first line that I, I played out by the band. Love is a losing hand. More than I could stand, love is a losing hand. Um, my favorite my favorite line is actually the the last the last verse. I, she just goes verse, 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 verse. I think there's six verses. Um, and it's also because it's got all the strings by then and all added up. And it's over futile odds and laughed at by the gods. And now the final frame, love is a losing game. And just the way she sings it, it's uh, stabbing, the, stabbing the soul. It's heart-wrenching. Um, let's, let's play her now, 210. If that's not damn near the voice of an angel, yeah, uh, I don't know what is. Just smooth, and somehow you could still play this at a party. Like this might be the time when everyone's getting a little too drunk and stoned. Maybe it's people will start, you know, it's people making out on the couch. Hands and yeah. Maybe find a little love for them. The, and the people that weren't really talking, but there's like a girl in one corner and there's a guy on the other side that have been looking at each other for a while. They're like, baby, you want to be winners? Songs there that'll be like Love's a losing game. But <laughs> is love a losing game no matter what? Because you end up dying. At the end of the day, the final frame. Yeah. It, it's it's so sad. You're but gonna again, end it's... up losing as much as you're gonna fight the battle of love. Yeah. Even if you find someone that you love. I love it's laughed at by the gods. Like yeah. look at you guys playing these playing uh, these games on there. You. Yeah. You're all gonna die. Yeah. Um, Which is, there's, there's, there is something very beautiful and very uh, th- there's something beautiful yet morbid in that that fact right there. It's like you're gonna like love is obviously the best thing ever. And it's the most worthwhile thing to do that you're ever gonna do in life. Yeah, but still. you will end up losing it. Like you will lose the you will end up losing love, your love, your whatever. Yeah, the and, end of it all. Yeah, and, and the thing that hurts the most is that one of you are gonna go first, unless you both go out together. Romeo and Juliet stop. So. Well, they still one of them went out first. One Romeo. of them was so. No matter what. Juliet died, and then Romeo you just like himself. fuck. One yeah. of us are going first, and you could say that love. It doesn't have to be romantic. It could be your friends, mm-hmm. your mom, your family, your dog, your dogs. Take care of your dogs and your friends and your lovers, everyone. Just because it's, it's a losing game doesn't mean you can't, game. you can't play. So, um, yeah, that's uh, it's it's a deep cut and it's one of her best. I, I yeah, the from back to black to this song and the next two, it's my favorite part of the album. Um, even though we had those two huge songs at the beginning, uh-huh. but this one's just pure beauty. And and I gotta give Mark Rodson a great job for playing strings, but not overdoing it, just gently gliding over like just wind, just kind of. Subtly going over her. Very much, yeah. He, he's he's not he's not doing too much. Um, so now we end side one on that at least my my vinyl okay. player. Um, um, and we go to uh, side two. Tears dry on their own is the first one. On it side picks two. up a little bit. Picking it up. Oh, Amy's gonna pick it up. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, on this one, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, this what is... we just heard was a great, a nice little ending to to side one. 
Um, that I didn't know that I didn't know that was the unsaid one. That's cool. That's that's, that's perfect. How, yeah, that's at least I have it. Um, and I like always say that with a disclaimer as a feather. I don't know if other vinyl. I'm sure there's different vinyls you can get, and True. whatever. But the real one, the, the only one that matters is the one I have. Uh, and then side two starts with Tears Dry on their own. Song number seven. All I can ever be to you is the darnest that we know And this regret I got accustomed to Once it was the ride, when we were at our height Waiting for you in the hotel at night I knew I had him at my match, but every moment we get snatched I don't know why I got so attached It's my responsibility you don't own nothing to me but to walk away. I have no capacity. He walks away, the sun goes down. He takes the day, but I'm grown. And in your way, in this blue shade, my tears dry on their own. I don't understand why do I stress the man when there's so many bigger things at hand. We could have never had it all. We had to hit a wall. So this is inevitable withdrawal. Even if I stop wanting you, that perspective pushes true. I'll be some next man's other woman. So I get off rate myself again. Should just be my own best friend. I fuck myself in the head with stupid man. He walks away. The sun goes down. Here we have an independent, powerful Amy Winehouse. Uh, Ain't no mountain high enough. If anyone's aware of that song, that's what this is coming from. Mm -hmm. It's not a sample, but it is direct. It's one of those like reminiscent of, uh, but like acknowledged. It's a sample, but played by a live band. Sure. Yeah. Uh But yeah, it's a direct, uh, it wasn't written by Diana Ross. I had it written down here somewhere, but it's Dan Ross's big number one hit, 1970. Uh, ain't ain't no mountain high enough. You'll hear the the background arrangement for that. Um, but yeah, this is a uh, what are you saying? Like a girl power? Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Yeah. Like like Beyonce would cover this, but I she has covered uh, a couple Amy Winehouse songs uh, that I know of. Can't, but it's like one of those like independent woman kind of songs. Yeah, and I like and, that. And it's because you don't hear that a lot from Amy Winehouse. You hear it, it a lot in 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 pop girl music, um, and it's good. Woman empowerment is great. Yeah, knowing a relationship is going to end, you'll be hurt, but knowing you have to do it anyways. Mm-hmm. He walks away. This. I'm singing over it. I hate when I like sing the lyrics over what's going on. He goes away, the sun goes down. He takes the day, but I'm grown. And in your own way, in this blue shade, my tears dry on their own. That that chorus, um, we have a friend of ours, Alicia, when this, I was playing this a lot, and she liked it too. I just re- always think of her driving in the car, singing that verse. Like, she she can sing it really well too. Uh-huh. And just kind of like, you just see a woman singing that, and you're just like, nice. Powerful. Yeah. You but get it. It's not going to hit me with the same... Uh, Frequency, yeah. Like a, I, I don't. I never really feel like an independent woman myself. I'm more of a codependent woman. Um, but yeah, I, I love. I love it because it's. It's. it's I love. A, I love a confident Amy Winehouse. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of it. It's, it's, it's. She's talking about her problems and her faults, but a little confidence. Like yeah, yeah fuck yeah. I'm, yeah. A, I'm a bad lioness. Yeah. Um, she's got a little like 
There's a little swagger in this song. And like a little English, she's got a little English accent mm-hmm. showing up in some of this. Uh, and my respect, it push it through. I'll be some next. You know, she's yeah, throwing right. in that little extra flair. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, even right here, uh, I don't understand why do I stress the man when there's so many bigger things at hand. You know, instead of just giving a guy shit just for the everyday things, just why? What do we? Why ruin everything for just these little? Issues when yeah. they're not that big. I fucked myself in the head with those stupid men. Especially when you knew it was coming to an end. Um, stupid man. <laughs> I, I, I should not saying Superman. You know, and, and and she's looking at the bigger picture. Like I'll just be another man, woman soon enough. Uh-huh. It's just the way it works. The world works. Like there'll be another guy eventually coming down the road. Uh, but this time, I should be my own best friend and not fuck myself in the head with stupid men. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a girl power thing. Absolutely. Stop wasting your time with douche yeah. douchey douche. Yeah, stop fucking women. Stop dating douchebags. And not every guy's a douchebag. And not every guy's uh, gonna be a douchebag the whole time. Sometimes he'll won't be a douchebag until a year in, or three years in, or four years in. You never know when the douche can show you up. Never know when the douche is gonna show up. Keep cleaning the douche though, and it might not. Exactly. Clean the douche, and it might not. Powerful words by Charlie Pike. There's flutes that come in too in the second verse. Flutes? Yeah. Now there's not any. Yeah. Um, I should have wrote down the time. I wrote down 131, but I think that's just that bridge build up. Mm -hmm. If you want to play that. 130? 130, yep. There you go. The shadow drums pick up. Background singing. Amazing. You hear the flute yet? It was earlier. I wonder if it comes right over this. No. no. I like listening to it just so I can hear Wait for the flute. I think it's earlier in the uh, song. I think it's the second verse. It's like... Just longer flutes, but a nice pickup. It's got those weird chord changes. Bum bum, bum bum. It's a definitely a big band type of song. But again, it's taken from Ain't No Man High Enough. So this is a direct '70s. This could fit right into the '70s. Yeah. The, the, did you say the name of the people who wrote uh, Ain't No Man High Enough? I just said Diana Ross sang it, but not the. There was a husband and wife singing uh, team called Ashford and Simpson. Oh yeah, Very yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's so far. It's so deep in the background there, though. Listen for the flute. Felt like I was crazy for a yeah. second. You only get to that level Powerful when you take flute. enough uh, 
drugs. Yeah. Psychedelics <laughs> and uh, pot. You, you just enjoy the little weird things in the background. Wow. And I don't even do that anymore. Just I've, I've graduated to that level. Charlie's better than everybody, guys. But you didn't know there was a flute, guys. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? I love it. Tears dry on their own. So down, up, down, up, down, up. Mm-hmm. We brought you up. We're going to bring you back down again. Another one. This one just soaks. This is a... Soaky song. Soaky. <laughs> Wake up alone. Wake up. What's weird too is I have uh, Love is a Losing Game was the first song mixed, but that this is the first song recorded. And maybe I said the first song recorded for the other one. You said mixed. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, so this is the first song recorded for the album. Uh, Love is a Losing Game was the first one mixed. So yeah, uh, this was the one that was only, but I think I did mix that up with this is the first session, and this is the only one that made it from it. Um, a beautiful one. It's got the art. We were talking about it when the our mics were off, but it, the arpeggio, Everly Brothers. Um, but it's very, it's tremelloed. The guitar is tremelloed, so it's that watery. I guess that's where I was getting that washy sound. Um, and then it's got a, a rhythm guitar on the beat, and then just those ding, 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 piano on the quarter notes. That's pretty much it. And the 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 less uh, the rest of it is left up to uh, Amy to throw down, and she does. Um, there's actually like a another guitar too, another tremolo guitar that's kind of floating around. But she goes. Um, this sounds like the first song she would write after a breakup. Yeah, and another like just a great written lyrically uh, song. Yeah, this is one of my other favorite well written uh, tunes by her. And she's and one other thing too before we get into the the song of it is the background just her ghostly yeah. backup vocals they like reverbed out and another very float floating song mm-hmm. what was the other word I used washy 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 Wash. floaty I'm so good with words yeah you just say like a, a feeling generally and, and put a, a, a Y at the end of it <laughs> and that's how you'll get there really funny uh this is just trying to keep yourself busy um and and she really hits like a nice universal i think this is why it's a well-written song um you know she 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 stays busy in the day not thinking about the breakup um but i think everyone does this to themselves it's distraction 
about anything that's going on in your life. Uh, you know, I stay up, clean the house. At least I'm not drinking. So she's proud of that. She didn't go dark yet. Yeah. Um, run around. But I, I think this, this, these next four lines is, or the next three lines is pretty universal. Run around just so I don't have to think about thinking. That silent sense of content that everyone gets. But then it just, for her, it just disappears as soon as the sun sets. She can no longer do it. And that's when she, I don't know. Do you think she, at that point when the sun sets, that's when she starts drinking? She's, I think she, that's when she just can't handle it anymore. She's staying, she, keeping herself busy. She did good. To, yeah, keeping it, keeping it busy during the day to not be thinking about it. And not yeah. have to need, some, need something to cope with it. Yeah. Uh, and then the nighttime comes and it's just like, uh, I, I, I gave it a solid 10 hours of being awake. I, I, I need, you know, I need this. I need the booze or I need whatever it is uh, to fuck it. Yeah. Just do it. This song actually reminds me a lot of uh, Wilco's Hate It Here song. Yeah. Or just that idea of um, just I do the laundry, look up the bed. Yeah. yeah. Just trying, just general, like, uh, everyday boredom. And, but you doing stuff to get away from. You're not doing stuff to get shit done. You're doing stuff to just get to, out of your head. Exactly. exactly. That's occupy, healthy. Occupy that's, your brain. that's not. Yeah, it's not Wilco songs that do the dishes and mow the lawn, and in here, in uh, in Amy Winehouse, she's like just generally just trying to stay busy, trying like, to stay clean, constructive, clean the, clean the house. That isn't around, yeah. yeah. Try not to be destructive with yourself, yeah. and still get shit done. But mm-hmm. all you're doing it for, you're not doing it being like, oh, the house is dirty, I need to clean it. You're just yeah. like, I need to do this, or I'm gonna fucking go crazy. That's probably like what you can say about a lot of like workaholics or something. It's like, what are you? Why are you working so, so hard? What are you trying to? Yeah not hide or what are you trying to not yeah. think about the, the um, person that can never find time to do anything just they get, yeah. yeah and then that just doesn't seem healthy either yeah totally so that's why you drink margaritas during the day on a Saturday my dude? doctor told me beautiful yeah, yeah. because the doctors Winston Churchill yeah, he hooked him up with drugs huh huh he hooked him up with drugs the, when, when, uh, there's a reddit or whatever I saw it Winston Churchill had a prescription when this, he came to visit America in the, during the prohibition era so he got a doctor to give him a prescription for booze like a two you know two fifths of vodka a day or whatever it was people <laughs> were throwing down here. they were functioning yeah um just yeah. another wake up alone like fuck it and, and it's all it's all bad and, and the way she sings the chorus he's fierce in my dreams when we get to it let's just turn it up mm-hmm. um and i'm gonna just add a y to the but drippy and just she's just doing that jazz soaking i don't know there's a lot of singers that don't know how to like it's almost like she's slowed down her voice let's hear it he's fierce in my dreams seizing my guts style that moves if there's a song that you were talking about like uh 
like a love song, not a love song to alcohol, but I forget which one you were saying that was kind of like singing to alcohol, and then we were kind of like, eh, I don't know, it's a bit of stretch, but you, you, you wanted it. Yeah. This one sounds more like that too, like a love song, like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'll wake up alone, but I got my nighttime drunkenness. Yeah, I can see that. And there's something romantic. No, that's absolutely not what it's about. <laughs> but like anytime I get all nostalgic, you know, in a, in a drunken state, not that I drink, not that I get drunk during the day a lot, but it, it's just something about romantic at, at night when I guess no one can see you as much. You can walk around, you get to look at the stars and the moon um, instead of just in the middle of the day yeah. drunk. <laughs> You just yeah. feel like a shithead, uh-huh. you know, unless you're with friends and like, oh, we're laughing, so it looks like I'm having fun. Yeah, so um, drunk during the day. But nighttime, there's just this kind of, you know, it's that romantic, poetic thing about mm-hmm. it where you're just... And she's alone. And, and you're alone. Which is, which is another poetically, you know, tortured genius kind of thing to do. And yeah. At the end of the day, she, she wakes up alone. It's not a good feeling. Yeah, well, th- th- that's the thing is your that nighttime is so great because you're in that romantic time alone. You're like, you know, what? you're thinking about life and like it's gonna be okay. This is a beautiful moment. And then you wake up and you feel like shit. Yeah, and this goddamn sun's in your eyes. Sun, con- you now you have to deal with the consequences of the former of your former self from last night. Yeah, just uh, and yeah. everyone's back to work and you're just like, goddamn. It seems like at nighttime everyone just. We all agree to chill. Mm-hmm. And there's something I think we like about nighttime like that. Everyone just either people who don't want to do anything just go in their houses and hide, and no freaks come out. But it's still just kind of like a hey, we're all out here. To it's have like fun. A, it's almost like a purge every night. Yeah. We're just like all right, let the freaks run out because we need to get this out of their system. They've been inside all day. Let them out. Yeah. yeah. During the day, you're just like no, behave. You know, but then at night, like, all right, go ahead. You can be drunk over there, you little weirdo. Right, just make sure you take an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will now move on to what is the pet ultimate? I always think, of, like, this is your favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm going to do this. Just making sure what songs we're covering here. We're on the second to last yep. album here. We're almost done here. Second to last song. Uh, Some Unholy War. Um, songs about Palestine and... Uh, yep, she... Uh, She's Jewish, so she, she's you know coming from a Zionist. She resolves the Palestinian-Israeli uh, crisis. Yeah. This is the reason why there's no more fighting there. Yep, so we're in a holy peace. war. Song number nine.
Yeah. She's going to end the album on this kind of mid-tempo pace, which is nice. Yeah. No, no big, huge songs. Um, this is ultimate, like, loyalty song to her man. So this is the, this is the ex-husband. Yeah. And uh, just being by him for drug addiction? Like, yeah, Suicide? I so, yeah. She gets, I mean, it's right here. I would die, be, I would die too. I'd yeah. like to. This is the, you were saying it earlier, there's a couple songs, there's a song where, uh, She's like, yeah, you're going through this shit. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there to help you out. That's what she was definitely that with. Uh, yeah. Blake Cecil Fielder. Yeah. Um, Cecil. Fielder. Blake Cecil Fielder. <laughs> Blake uh, Fielder. Civil. Cecil Fielder. Civil? Cecil Blake. Civil. Um, Blake Civil. Should be Warrior. Civil War. <laughs> Some unholy civil war. Um, <laughs> I didn't even think about this, but some unholy war, and I wrote this down. War on drugs, like. The band. No, but like he's 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 fighting some war that's not really a war. It's war on drugs is bullshit. But he's he's fighting drug addiction. That's or, what that's he, he's, it's a war against. It's literally his war against drugs. Yeah, not like the Nancy Reagan dare. Yeah, none of drugs. that bullshit. Because yeah, yeah. that's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think uh, but I think here she's also guilty of being a um, enabler. As yeah. well, mm-hmm. you know, she's not like trying oh, to no. stop it. Like, hey, you have this problem, I'll stop you. It's more like, hey, I'll, I'll join, join you, you in your issues. Yeah, let's both have these problems. Together. Yeah, and it's kind of a, a, a incredibly romantic thing to do in the dark way. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's and that's what she said even in that documentary too. Is that it wasn't like, damn, I want you to get better. It's like if you feel that if you feel this way and you're you like to do this every day, then I want to feel that way. Yeah. Not that I want you to clean up and come back to me. Like, I'm going to follow you. It's like your wife getting lung cancer, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to start smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. That's exactly you know, right. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah, I know. It's a good <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> Analogy. <laughs> it's happened before. Like, man, that lung cancer looks fun. <sighs> yeah. I, I mean, there, there's it's, it's, a, it's a very... Uh, I brought it up twice already, or once already, but the Romeo and Juliet thing here, where it's like, all right, you're going to... We're going to... F- be this, be these star-crossed lovers here, yeah. but our star-crossing is involved in heavy drugs or, you know, just drugs in general. Yeah. Um, but it's a beautiful, beautiful way. And uh, it's a beautiful way to do it. Uh, let me actually give you the direct quote from Amy Winehouse. Uh, I, uh, I didn't even know what it's about and still don't. So there's that. That's kind of what I just said. Like I still- <laughs> Whatever bullshit I just said. <laughs> it's it's a nice mellow tune, mm-hmm. and, and this is another uh, salami Remy. Mm-hmm. And then there again, it's just pretty much bass drums, little piano. Yeah, a nice bass line right there. You can like hear. It's got a little shuffle rhythm. I can hear a little bit of. Um, and her vocals come in right away. Sam Cooke in this one. Yeah. For sure, yeah, he would do he would do a killer job on this. Yeah. And then her background vocals are that really high. Yeah, they do. Like you, they were they're ghosting behind it. Yeah. They're kind of ghosty. They're ghosty. <laughs> but they're not reverbed out. No. They're just they almost sound but like different yeah, singers. They are a little. Oh yeah. It's like almost just double vocals. Yeah. They're ghosty. ghosty. Washy. Yeah. E I, I like it. It's it's melatonin. It's not even like super catchy. No no big chorus. This is a straight up uh, love song. Yeah. Of uh, loyalty and dedication to to someone who's dark, so she'll go dark if you want to go dark. 
Or not even go to just I'll just do whatever you want and I'm by your side. There's no one else. I'm not gonna there's, there's probably friends telling me not to go not down to this. Do this but it's me and you. Yeah. Yeah. I got you, babe. Um and yeah, it's beautifully romantic and, 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 and morbid and dark. But uh, that's exactly what we're talking about with Amy Winehouse. I'd like the name Summon Holy War, dude. It's just a great yeah, name for a song. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's also uh, even calling it a unholy war still gives it a whole a holy war is a big thing and a big deal um, in a in a real you know in the real world. And even though this is an unholy war, it's just like it's his big fucking issue. Yeah. Um, but I'm willing to fight you. I'm willing to fight fight with you. I, I like uh, I'm, I'll battle this to the bitter finale just me my dignity and this guitar guitar case mm-hmm. so she'll she's still gonna bring her music along and, and we're gonna note this down and I'm gonna uh, yeah this is this is my life this is your life we'll do this together um, I wonder if all those singing did she I don't think there were any background vocals I think it is all her there seems to be like yeah it's, it's just her yeah her I love double it. tracked uh-huh. too yeah, she just, I mean, she can do the job, so why get anyone else to do it? Yeah, you would think you would have, like, uh, some in-house. Like, well, you think the two, Dap Kings would have. Yeah, some sort of vocal. You should hire you, George. Yeah, I know. Just based on that, there is, um, yeah, I was, in looking in the, in the, looking in the, the breakdown, there's just, like, a bunch of people playing in this oh um, yeah yeah but i didn't see any other like backup vocals so i think it's all the backup vocals are aiming killing it which is it's i can't yeah i think i always just underappreciated yeah and i think i just always assumed that it wasn't it was you know two two uh half black sisters yeah you know, <laughs> singing as uh singing backup and there's that gift that uh when it's done so well gift the melody it sounds you think you, you almost think you can do it or it's just like oh yeah that's how there's the chords that this is obviously what you sing over it but when you take out her singing and just be like what would you do you wouldn't even think you know, this no way go here. no way um and she just had that that gift yeah. so she knew how to bounce her oh it's ghostly on this one now that i i just wanted to add another word in there Ghostly? ghostly? I said ghosty. Ghosty? Well, I added a Y. Lee. Ghostly. Uh, so it's like... Okay, I get what you're saying. I, I understand what you mean. Yours, ghosty is like a little more spooky. Ghostly is like... I don't know what it's, it's like, like. It's like a haunt. Like her, her soul is haunting. Yeah. Haunting this. It's like her soul. Okay, fair enough. That was a good word. Thank we'll you. put it in the Oxford. We will now go on to song number 10, the last and final... Uh, the song after the penultimate song. <laughs> the ultimate song. Um, I guess the last we'll ever hear of Amy, not the last we'll ever hear of Amy Winehouse because there's a ton of after yeah. release. I think there's even more stuff. stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, but for the sake of conversation, the last. Uh, off an official album. Off an official album we ever heard from uh, Amy Winehouse. He can only hold her. Song number 10. Yeah, only hold it for so long 
You know what she does? She does kind of go up on a nice upbeat. Yeah. It's a, it's a. I hate saying girl power, but it's, it's that. Uh, independent, independent, independent woman. But is she? It's almost like uh, she's still in love with someone else, and the new guy thinks he can. Uh, Fix her. Fix her. Or, yeah. or be like, yeah, I know he's, she still kind of likes this other guy, but I'm the shit. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like, no, you're not, dude. Yeah. You're, you're good. Uh-huh. You're okay. You're okay. But you're not him. Yeah. There's nothing you can do I to do I love these, that. like, there's something, like, very British about these that I remind, that I don't know why. Yeah. Well, it was almost like that, the, the horns earlier where I said they were cheesy, like, cheesy in a good way. Yeah. Like, they're very simple. And it goes great with the drum beat. Mm-hmm. Very hip hop Um Yeah, great. I even wrote horn phrasing. They even the intro, too. Um, it's got funky piano going on. If you listen to, if you want to start from the beginning, I guess that was the end. So perfect. I just wanted to hear the intro. Listen to the piano. Those little like fills, dude. Mm-hmm. Kind of doing horns off the horn. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the beginning there, the kind of backup guitar was was like just yeah. creeping there too. Yeah. And then the Talented. huge part is the da da das and yeah. the os. That sounds like more than just her. It sounds like guys singing too, isn't yeah. it? And then this part, and she says something, and it's all reverbed. Whatever the hell that was. It's such a weird. So dope, though. It's hip hop. Yeah, just a, a girl that uh, she's gonna take care of herself, and the guy thinks that he can win her over, and he'll work for a while. Um, but you know, she tries. He tries to pacify her, but because what's inside her, it never dies. So he, he thinks he's in for a longer run, and she knows that this is temporary. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, you're not a bad guy, but you ain't no Black Cecil Fielder. <laughs> this is uh, 
This was written by Amy and Richard and Robert Poindexter. Powerful Poindexter. Yeah, powerful Poindexter. Get, uh, get writing credits here. Yeah, I guess we didn't. There were a couple other writers from from the other songs, but that's okay. We don't need to get in. So the only other one was the the Ain't No Mount High, um, Ain't No Valley Low. Yeah. Co-writers. Yep. Um, Amy gets Amy and. Uh, but you can hear all the other ones. You can hear Ronson on, on this song too. Mm-hmm. Just those horns. He likes to do the cheesy yeah. British horns. I guess yeah. is what it is. Um, and that is the end of uh, Back to Black. Back to Black. Uh, again, one of, I mean, Amy Winehouse is easily in my top five uh, women of She all only time. wrote fucking two albums. Only have two, and two albums. And the one I really listened to is this one. Yes. The album's and so good that... Just really put that up there. I mean, I'm up there with the likes of PJ Harvey and St. Vincent, Cat Power. Yeah. And, uh, it's the weird thing with music is you can write, I guess, any kind of art. If you have a great piece of art, people could be doing it for 40 years mm-hmm. and have good things in you know well let's just talk about music not get too confused they could have good songs and albums but if you write like a just a all-around universal great album you just get pushed up even yeah. though it's one thing it's one moment that you did in your life it was probably four months of her life mm-hmm. and she's already catapulted up to these other artists you put it's weird that how powerful yeah. one great album or music can do that it, and there's no real, there's really no uh, rhyme or reason to, to why that is, other than she could have wrote shitty albums after this. Yeah, very easily. But uh, the heart knows what the heart wants, what it wants. The ears like what they like. Um, and Amy Winehouse will, at least, in my, I will play this album till till I'm, I'm black. Till I'm black. Yeah. Um, it's just one of my favorites of, yeah. all, of, of all time easily uh, yeah. I will never stop listening to this I miss Amy I miss Amy uh, just, just yell the, that out whenever you're ones. yeah at some point today when you listen just yell I miss Amy I miss Amy and people will know exactly what yeah they'll look about. at you and they'll go I know bro I miss her too. too I miss Amy too she had her drug problems don't fucking judge her let's uh let's move on but besides that there was a time I was out in Vegas and uh, partying with some people, and they were all playing like heavy metal music. Yeah. And I was like, I want to turn because I, I don't. I listen to some I, heavy metal. I want to turn. And, yeah. and, and Charlie, uh, for those of you who don't know, Charlie personal. Uh, Always. Personally, Charlie is the guy who needs to have his fingers on the ones and twos when it comes to just uh, someone having control of a, of, a, of the music in the party. And I, I I'm the same way too, except I'll I'll concede to Charlie. Just because I don't want to fight him, and I try, I very much trust your your taste in music. <laughs> but this is the kind of person he is. Is he he wants to play the music that's going on, especially when a couple of drinks come in. Yes. But uh, but just for shits and giggles, like we they were playing like really heavy music. We were just ready. Like it was one of those in Vegas. You go out for a little bit, have a couple of drinks, dinner. We went back to the hotel, drank a little more, and then go out. And people were were just kind of taking turns, and I was playing like heavy music. And, and it was like, fuck it, for this moment, I'm just going to put on Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're playing like Slayer and Beyond, and that's all they were doing. Yeah. And, and the whole crew was pretty much into that. And I was like, I'm just going to put, I think I put on like Love is a Losing Game. <laughs> Something <laughs> retarded. Just to see what happened. And it was immediately like shut off. And, and then they were like, fuck this junkie. And I was like, come on, really? Like, you could say you don't like this, but you don't like her because he's a junkie. She's a junkie. That's what I was saying earlier. Um, Amy Winehouse, I will love you forever, uh, and I hope uh, you are in a better place now or not. 
Um, and well, I guess for those of you who don't know, Amy Winehouse did die on accident. She died alcohol. from alcohol poisoning, but not because she drank herself to death, but because she was going cold turkey. And because she had such an addiction to alcohol, it's really a bad thing to do is to go cold turkey with booze. Yeah. Um, so the girl was trying to clean herself up and just didn't do it the right way. Yeah, and she had all the years of, well, she had a couple of years of the heroin and, and crack and, mm-hmm. and then so much alcohol before that. And then the bulimia, I guess like all that. Just, Everything's just a bad combination. You just can't keep doing that. Yeah, and they even said if you keep drinking. Yeah. And she was devastated because she was like, all right, I quit all these other drugs, but you're telling me I can't drink yeah. anymore? Mm-hmm. Tough. So yeah, thanks for uh, dying on the last time in my life that I ever took acid mushrooms together in the same day. Uh, I won't be doing that again. Uh, definitely go back listen to Frank. Listen to all the remixes and different albums. The Lioness that Charlie mentioned earlier, really is good, awesome. Yeah, one of my favorite. Uh, the Nas song. Amy Winehouse song uh, ever. The Nas one's great, but is Valerie. Um, and the, it's the Mark Ronson remix. There's a few different versions of them. There's a Mark Ronson remix where it's it's, it's, it's a higher up tempo one. One of my favorite songs uh, by her ever. Um, and just an all around beautiful woman. Just I mean, a real yeah. A, the real fucking deal. A magic uh, lightning in a bottle type person. And she, as far as I'm concerned, will be immortalized. Uh, forever yeah and well deserved i mean flash in a pan what call it what it was but if you write one album like this that's good enough on this planet yeah. on existence to uh to pass on yeah you did absolutely. you did your job you'll be on a podcast one day um if only she knew powerful amy winehouse we will go out with the eponymous black to back and maybe one day we will all be no we will all definitely be Go back to black. Yeah, we're all uh, going there. So enjoy the ride. Yeah. Um, This is her not penultimate song. (laughs) 